On this episode of the Playconomics Podcast, we are breaking down the biggest news from the week. Starting off with Project Q, we're going to touch on the biggest new Sony release on PC. There's a lot of some Sony mismanagement, predictions for the upcoming Xbox showcase, and just kind of overall wondering, where the fuck is Factions? What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode, episode 97 of the Economics Podcast, breaking down three weeks, Matt, we'll be at 100, that's, that's ridiculous. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Time bro, means so nothing, zero. nothing. Absolutely well, nothing. Where we break down the business behind your favorite video games and give financial context for industry trends, I'm your host, Bobby Kowaki, and join with me today, well, I'm joined with you today. Yes. Despite, oh, yes. I have, like... We're going to talk. This is going to be a good episode. I, I already feel episode 97, market one, one for the ages. I survived several assassination attempts to be here with you today. You Matt, think, like I was joking. Everyone thinks Bobby's joking. There is a, a different world, a 50% chance world. That where I would not be saying here. And so this for, is a very different episode. It's an yeah. Xbox only episode. Exactly. So suddenly everybody logs in and that's just Sam. You yep. <laughs> just never acknowledge the fact that I died in hey a plane God. crash. So okay, for context. I was at the black site for almost three weeks. Upon trying to come back from the black site, I my plane ride, a commercial Delta airliner from Europe to America. Damn, was hit by a fucking bird, a bird strike. Like this is this is one hundred percent a real thing that has occurred. Did they confirm what bird? <clears throat> no, I I think that the bigger the board, the bird. Like if we had died, it, like there's a bird to death ratio. Like the bigger the bird, more people die. Like the more money oh. they give out. I I think that's how I, I imagine these things happen. Jeez. But none of this is a bit. None of this is a joke. And yeah. I know it sounds one hundred percent like something I would say. <laughs> But yes, so I, I was back a day later than I thought I was going to be. The Sonic fans somehow found a way to train a bird to fly <laughs> into my plane. They're like, do you think the bird used to track you? That's the most, like, they're giving the bird your scent. And the bird, they... birds aren't real either. So was it a drone? Was it G? Was it G, the Sonic fans, and the Xbox fans? Like, none of you can get me. None of you. So this, I am. I am mad with power. Oh yeah, we'll we'll discuss it because I I I was on I was on sabbatical. I was on vacation, so the full wave of anger hadn't really. I didn't let it fester inside me on what I think about the PlayStation showcase. And boy, will it it will be untethered and unsheathed here today on this episode. But let's talk about it. Let's jump into it here because there's been some hubbub. This is going to be like a kind of fallout episode. Like the big event happened. Now we're dealing with the the sort of runoff from it. So the first thing, as I sound on my phone before I throw it into a gulch. Absolutely unprofessional and unacceptable. Um, back to the black site. Back to the black site. <laughs> so we're gonna. So we're discussing the Project Q, the the Sony handheld, right? So let me start off the bat because I kind of gave my thoughts on it. You kind of gave your thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. Um. I love the look of this because it's 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 exactly what we all wanted the Wii U to be. Remember before the Wii U was released, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, it's a GameCube controller with a screen in the middle! Like how great would that be?" And then it was an iPad with two joysticks attached. Yep. This is what the Wii U should have been, right? It's your best controller with a decent screen, just right. Love the look of it. Love the look of it. Big fan. I'm a huge fan of the DualSense. Okay. If Xbox had done this, you would have ripped it to shreds. Well, Xbox couldn't do this because it's a bad controller. But the important thing is... Oh, yeah. At least mine doesn't die in two and a half minutes while playing. I don't know. I, listen, maybe that's just... I've been lucky with two controllers. I am not... Like, I get four or five hours of playtime out of my controllers. And I have two, so I'm constantly hot-swapping them. I get three maximum. Absolutely. I don't know maximum. how that is. 
Anyway, Project Q. Hot Garbo. Project Q, some new stuff came out about it and said that the battery life will be around three to four hours. And people were just, three to four four hours. Because it's dog shit. First of all, it's not. The three to four hours thing is on par. It's industry standard. We're going to be talking about like Tears of the Kingdom after. I was playing and I have the base model Switch. We discussed this before we were launching that um, Switch OLEDs claimed five hours of battery life. I don't understand how that's possible. It seems impossible. Um, yeah, I played Switch. I played Tears of the Kingdom from 100% to like 1% on my Switch. It was about three hours. It was about three hours. Listen, listen, I'm 100%. I'm, I'm here for it. I just think it's very, very crazy that like Sony, the upper echelon of gaming, is now comparing itself to Nintendo's technical prowess. Well, but no, see, here's the thing. You're going to get three to four hours and be able to play Sony games, not three to four hours and play Fire Emblem Engage. Listen, Fire Emblem Engage is one of the greatest games I've ever played of all time. Of course it's not. Um, So Steam Deck's got eight hours. Look, if this thing, I've had some time to ruminate on the Q Lite Project Q. I would, I like this to be the PS Vita successor. Yes. I would like this to be able to stream games at high fidelity over good Wi-Fi, but mm-hmm. also play my indies, Trek to Yomi's, Nobody Saves the World, TMNT, on the go, on planes, trains, automobiles. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. And I don't understand why, because like, if you give me the Pixel re- like if you give me a machine where I can play the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster offline, but when I get to good Wi-Fi grind the god of war platinum in full fidelity you fucking sold man that is an awesome combo doesn't seem to be the case weird this is going to be an offline remote play thing 180 dollars is the most the most not that they can get away with but i think the most that would be socially relevant because if if all it's doing is streaming and a screen right the main component there is then the dual sense new dual sense like 80 bucks right so figure you get the dual sense you get the haptics all it does is stream so it just connects to wi-fi mm-hmm. the screen's not that much of the cost here so you get a little bit of markup in there if yeah. they position this thing at sub 200 but like nice sub 200, not like fucking 199. I think this will be a very nice supplement to the PS5 in a way that PSVR 2 never will be, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, I think this will, again, kind of stretch their tendrils out. I'm really... But here's the thing. Why would you cede this ground to Nintendo? Because think about what I just said. A indie game, it doesn't need to put like there is your there is your solve. There is what killed the Vita, where they were like, we have to take big AAA games and distill them down into bite-sized mobile versions. You got Uncharted Golden Abyss. Yep. This solves that, where they say, no, no, no. You want your big games? You're gonna just play your big games. There is your your streamlined vertical. Mm-hmm. Your indies, your lower spec stuff, just like Steam Deck has Steam Deck verified, they could have Project Q verified. Yep. Boom. Don't, like, why is this so hard? They, they, and at that, even even if they put offline stuff in there and they bumped up the price a little bit, two fifty, because that's what a switch is, right? Like a shitty switch is like two fifty. The light, yeah, I think the light's cheaper now, but the the base model is two fifty now. You get that's that is that is lunch eaten, right? You're never gonna oh. compare with Zelda. You're never going to outsell the Switch. But that is a bigger chip out of that pie than this is. You know what I mean? Like, I I hope I'm coming across in a way that makes sense here. So what I'm getting from you is what you want is if this comes out at a $180 price point, I'll buy it. I will also buy it if it comes out at $180. And just on principle, because I need to support people selling things at that cheap in the video game industry. There is no shot this drops for less than two ninety nine. None. 
zero shot this hits less than 299 and i think your critique of if this had offline mode and you could directly see but like my thing how do you get them there if it's offline mode like you download them from your playstation to the to the um project q you just connect to the playstation store right it's got Right. So you could have separate games, like games that you don't have on your downloaded to your PS5. Correct. On Correct. Project Q. Okay. Then I'm here for it. If you can get individual games and figure out a way to not make this dedicated to my PlayStation Five. But that's then not what I'm it's gonna be. like. That's the, we're living in revisionist history because that's not what this is gonna be. This is gonna be an only online thing. Right, so like I was just in the black site. I was at a black site with decent Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, hundred eighty bucks. It only streams, but I can connect to my main PS Five. Okay, well, I'm not playing oh, fucking so, Call of Duty. So you're I'm just not playing anything. Why? Like, why I'm, I'm, not I'm doing more. It? I'm more saying that something like this is not. And again, I'm sure this was focus tested. There are people who make more money than me and who are in positions of higher authority at these companies. But as a consumer, as somebody with a pair of eyes and who can do basic <laughs> math, yep. it boggles me that this is something that they would cede to Nintendo when the opportunity cost is so fucking low. I'm not here saying, give me a all-new dedicated handheld with a fully dedicated library of handheld games that were built from the bottom up. Not what I'm saying. I'm saying, give me 90% streaming device, 10% offline mode, and that 10% is Pixel Remaster, Nobody Saved the World, Trek to Yomi, I'm trying to think of like other smaller shit I played. Final Fantasy, Pixel Remaster, I think I just said that, so I'm yep. going on a rant, but y- y- gotcha. you get what so I'm that's saying. that's what the Q Lite is, or the um That's the my Q dream. Verified. Yeah, that's okay. my dream. That's not what, just to clarify, that is not what's No, it only streams. All. So it's like, okay, if it only streams at 180 bucks, I go on vacation, plane ride, I'm dead in the water because I can't fucking do anything. No uh, Train ride, no maybe... Maybe if I, you know, hotspot it, but even if you're still... hotspotting to play video games, you have an addiction, go get help. Yes. Um, okay, so I get to somewhere with Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi is okay, which means I'm not going to play fucking uh, Twitch shooters, Call of Duties. Yeah. I'm going to end up just playing low input type stuff, turn-based stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I it, it I don't get why they didn't just go that little extra mile here. Yeah, and I I understand what you're saying. I'm in a more baffled spot than you because you see the competition potential with the Switch, and not even just competition the the market availability for Sony to put out a handheld again. I just I just don't see it. I just, and you've said it to me, and everything you say makes sense that Sony can do this. It's just right now, why was this their priority? Why was a Project Q their priority? And we're getting it soon. Like, it's not like this is something that like, I think, oh, I think, I think this is a February 24 release, February, March. If I, if I had to dart on the board, am I not missing the. Announcement what, where it was fall of 2023? They, they, it, that was a rumor after the fact. I don't think so. Because then you got Spider-Man in there. You want to push the new PS5 the, with the external disc. I don't think this is your holiday push. I don't think you want to step on Spider-Man. I think you let everybody get through those Christmas jitters and then boom. There's a new product. Listen. That's what they did with the Switch. Switch was agreed. late February, early March. All right. Let me. We got one more talk. One more topic, and then we're going to switch back into the Sony showcase. I have a point to make for you regarding the queue with the showcase. So let's get into our next topic. Yeah, and there's a little thing here that the next big PlayStation game coming to PC is going to be Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Very cool. Very fun. Oh. I love Ratchet & Clank. Platinum did. I think it was a lot of fun. I think uh, it should be on your list. I think it's it shouldn't be high on the list, right? Like Bloodborne should be high on I know, the list. I know but, Bloodborne. I, I um, cool. Neat. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Oh, that's what I wanted to say in terms of games, PlayStation games here. Yeah. In between almost dying because of a Chinese spy bird, uh, I watched John Wick 4, and 
Um, hold on, hold on. This will make sense. This will make sense. We're talking, and then I also saw a preview for the Gran Turismo movie coming out in August, which I forgot is coming out in August, which is crazy. Yep. Um, I, I watched John Wick four. Director of John Wick, John Wick four specifically, is directing a Ghost of Tsushima movie. I didn't give a shit until I watched John Wick four, where the first like forty minutes, maybe less, but like there there's a long action sequence that takes yep. place in Japan, and it's all like samurai gun shit and there are some shots in there where i'm like oh this guy might actually fucking kill the ghost of tsushima movie all in all in now i just on that premise alone where this guy gave me a little bit of a taste i'm like i'm in listen if there is one thing that i trust from sony ip it's to translate it to a tv show or a movie i think they get full 100% credit for what they did with The Last of Us and their specific games lend really nicely to translating it to other medias. So I'm uh, I've been 100% here for it. Can Can't we get blackout wait. drunk and go see the Gran Turismo movie in August? Like but like just almost to where we're asked to leave the theater. Like I yeah. want to be yelling at the screen. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh shit, shit gears. Oh, he's got a wheel. I'm just in the background. Where's Vin Diesel? <laughs> no anyway uh, Ratchet and Clank's coming to PC that's that's all the mini topics we got I love that ra- hold on hold on hold on Ratchet and Clank and Bobby's gonna get so mad at me for what I'm about to say Ratchet and Clank no 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 Ratchet and Clank since I stopped having a Playstation in PS early PS3 I traded it for an iPad uh, iPod, literal. I traded my PS3 for an iPod because I had been. It, it was a whole that's thing. A, but that's I, a clip. That's a clip. I swear to God. Okay, let me give you the whole story then. Let me give you the whole story then. I had it backwards. I had it backwards. So I won an award at school that got me an iPod that I then turned into a PS3 that I then sold for $350, like six years into the PS3 life cycle, easily. And it was one of the most Gary V moments I've ever had in my entire life. Completely transitioned it. But before, (laughs) after I got rid of that PS3 and was Xbox for life for the rest of my life until now where I am transcending the console wars, Ratchet and Clank Clank was probably the only game that I ever saw on PlayStation. I was like, I absolutely am sad that I can't play this anymore. Not Sly Cooper. I'm I'm sad that uh, Ratchet and Clank live and Sly Cooper doesn't. Yeah, but Sly Cooper's just not around anymore. I'm saying like as somebody that was playing exclusively Xbox, Ratchet and Clank was the only game that I remembered from my PlayStation days and was like, I need this. Yeah, I need this back. So I'm hyped to see it on play, on uh, PC. I'm going to play it on my fucking PlayStation 5 anyway. But but I'm glad that if I wanted to, I could play it on the computer, which I think is fantastic for everyone. And it's going to make Sony a ton of money. But before we get into the main topic, before we discuss the PlayStation Showcase again and get into our Xbox predictions, what did you play? You were in a black site for three weeks. If you tell me that the only thing you played was Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, I will quit the podcast. Pack your shit, Skippy, because guess what? Matt has turned off his camera. Um, I don't think that translates to the recording. <laughs> it's the recording. Um, it was cool, though, right? It was cool. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very good for dramatic effect. I'll, I'll cut in like the end of Thelma and Louise where they go off the cliff and superimpose your face on there. Um, That's better. Yeah, I play, I've been only playing Tears of the Kingdom. And I don't think I'm going to play much. I haven't beat it yet, but I think, like I said to you via text, I have a lot of different balls in the air right now, so I'm in monk mode a little bit where little to zero time for gaming over the next four to six weeks, but mm-hmm. I will devote time to Final Fantasy 16, fear not. And this is, this is going to be... Here is my review of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom in as succinct a way as possible. It is the most un-Zelda Zelda game I've ever played. It's not. 
while also being an amalgam of all the things that have made every Zelda game great. What do I mean by that? Please. (laughs) So you play Link to the Past, you play Ocarina. There is a formula, there is an understanding to the flow of things, right? No weapon degradation, nothing like that. Here, there's cooking, there's weapon durability, different outfits, which give you different stats. It is become an RPG. Okay. While maintaining that Zelda whimsy, right? Like the other, like last night or two nights ago, I was sitting on the couch with Nicole, and I looked at her, and I'm like, Nicole, would you love me more if I was a Goron? And she said nothing. And I said, they're big volcano people that eat rocks. <laughs> Continue the topic. Continue to say nothing. Which, there's my answer, so I may need a couch to crash on soon. Um, So there is that whimsy of all these characters and fun. The temples are back. There's all of these little, like, pulling things. I think the building thing is stupid, but also a lot of fun. Like, Like, it's weird seeing a battery meter in Zelda. Like, those two things just don't coalesce to me much in the way that i'm sure that when they went from like final fantasy from like you're a rogue a mage uh you know space pirate to exactly right where it's like what the fuck is happening here still but it also worked but it also worked exactly exactly it it, i'm not fully invested in it like i was in elden ring this one when i said to you where it's like but it's giving me this gaming itch that so few gaming properties do where I'm like not playing it and thinking about it at the same time I'm like fuck I wonder if there's like a a different build I could be doing I should should, should just go online and look it up and then immediately have to try that and all of it right Mm -hmm. I do think that much in the way that the Switch was the better version of the Wii U, right? Like, the Wii U was that stopgap, right? Tears of the Kingdom basically renders Breath of the Wild obsolete. Yes. Where it's like, this is, this is, oh yeah, that's a way better lighting, whatever you just did, man. Okay, Where it's like, this is everything that I'm imagining you wanted to do in the first one. Like, this is the complete thing, right? Yeah. Very cool, very fun. I'm sipping on it. It's enjoyable. So it's not DLC. It's not DLC, but it's also not its own thing. It's hard to quantify where it's like the best the best analogy I can give is this is the switch to Breath of the Wild's Wii U, where it's like this Wii U was like the proof of concept, kinda. Switch yeah. is what made it whole. Breath of the Wild, great game. Love it. Game of the year. Whatever. This is what this is it. This is the the full realization. That being said, I don't I don't want it like if in five six years we get another Zelda, give me new art style, give me new place, give me new something like. Yeah. Not this over and over again. Yeah. Um, I agree. So my question to you: Is it the game of the year? I think it runs the risk of God of War Ragnaroking itself, where it is the, you know, like God of War Ragnarok, God of War 2018 won Game of the Year, Breath of the Wild won Game of the Year. God of War yeah. Ragnarok built upon and fully realized everything God of War 2018. Yeah, but here's the with Elden Ring. Car- so this is what I'm saying, yeah. where it's like Tears of the Kingdom winning again, maybe. Like, what else have we got? Starfield? Like, it, is it the game? Is it my game of the year? Not, not by a fucking long shot. Resident Evil 4 Remake. Resident Evil 4 Remake. Oh, my God. Remake. Oh, my. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I, I can't with you. Fucking Resident Evil 4. But, hey, there is Final Fantasy 16. There is Spider-Man 2. There is uh, Starfield. So Starfield? No, even better. Just let me get to what I've been playing. Oh no, no! There's no I just, I know, I know where you're gonna try to pull yeah. this. Just, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. No. I swear is to this God. is this my game of the year? No. It's Resident Evil Four remake. 
right now it is 100 percent. so if it's resident for if it's resident evil 4 remake which one of the spider-man final fantasy 16 and starfield do you think is going to replace that I mean, I'm not going to play Starfield, but I think that probably has the most zeitgeist potential to pull an Elden Ring, where it completely sucks the air out of the conversation because people have been just, you know, that kid at the desk meme, (laughs) (laughs) he's just all veins. Yeah. I think when people unload that load of Starfield out of their system, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think I think that that's going to be the the you know that is going to be the either biggest flop or biggest you know good job you killed it. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm very I'm it regard we'll get into our game of the year picks after we see yeah. more games this year because if there's one thing ask me again in November. Has, yeah. The, the fact that there's no legitimate game of the year contender outside of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and we are in June is ridiculous. It's just we need more games and we meet, we need them now from all developers, all studios, everybody. What have you been playing, you dumb slut? I, I'm, I'm, I'm on one this morning. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I am out of pocket today. I've been playing three things. I'm going to focus very lightly on Apex Legends. I'm playing it. The new ranked mode is absolute dog shit. But it's the easiest to grind rating potentially ever. And it's the closest I'm ever going to get to Apex Predator. Is this season before they fix it, I'm going for it. Two, I was playing Heart Gold Soul Silver because I got the Pokemon itch before what I'm currently playing came out. And I was like, you know what? Bobby's been on my case that Pokemon Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet are trash. And I tried to play them. And I couldn't do it again. I can't play Sword again because I played it like 14 times at this point. And then Scarlet and Violet, the Pokemon are trash. It's I can't play that game. So I went to Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And while Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet may not be perfect the quality of life increases that these games gave to Pokemon and the Pokemon franchise, all other Pokemon games are now unplayable. They are absolutely unplayable because it takes everything you don't like about a Pokemon game and gets rid of it. The only critique I now have of Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet is that there's not Pokemon Home on day one, and that the entire Pokedex is not available. If those two things happen, I don't. The game could every game could launch like Scarlet and Violet did, and I'd be a hundred percent okay with it. Would not care in the slightest. Braviary. Don't even care. Don't even care. I. You can literally the entire game could be Braviary, going like this, and the half Sephora. a frame a second. Yeah. It, Rampage shirt. If they put the entirety of the Pokemon cast into a Pokemon game and put Pokemon Home immediately, I'll have no complaints. I'll buy every Pokemon game for the rest of my life. Quote me on it. Just, just tell me. Just I can't. I can't so, bear to fucking let's just get get to I've the real really thing you've been playing. playing. Yeah, what let's, I've let's really been playing. So un- me and Sarah, me and Sarah, un unrelatedly canceled our plans this weekend, and because we canceled our plans this weekend. I decided that I was going to pay an extra $30 for Diablo so that I could play it on June 2nd. Unlike everyone else who's playing it June 6th. Oh, four days later. But we had this free weekend, so I'm like, we're playing Diablo. And I have been playing Diablo since about 6 p.m. on Friday. It's have, uh, 9.40 in the morning on Sunday now, just for and context. Have, and look at me. Look at the way that I look Matt right looks now. like shit. I am in terrible shape right now. We have a Spartan race in 16 weeks. <laughs> now, listen, listen. I'm getting my werebear build our, our, for that Spartan race. Our, our third for the race, Tom is running barefoot till his feet bleed. Man, 
eh, he's only running two miles. I don't want to hear it. But yeah, I'm way more prepared for this than either of you. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I'm not prepared. However, I just spent a, I would say at least twenty hours in Diablo Four already, and it's so good. I hated Diablo Three because it was pitched to me as this is console wow you are going to love it you the fucking console wow <laughs> I'm Let here it go. I am here to tell you that Diablo 4 is fantastic in every single way the story it's just there enough it is just there enough and it is a good enough story that you're not constantly in cutscenes, constantly experiencing the story. You get to explore. You get to do your own thing. The main quest, very, very cutscene heavy. And I'm a big fan. The cinematic value of these cutscenes is fantastic. Okay. And the, the story, it's a solid B-plus story. It's not fantastic. It's I was not, not even aware that Diablo had a story. I'm going to exactly, level with you. Exactly. And nor nobody plays Diablo for the story. We got a better story than we should have out of this game. So I'll give them credit for that. The best part of this entire game. What is, is it? The, the gameplay is so, so sad. Got your hotkeys. Got your hotkeys, your macros. So you can't hotkey a controller? No. Nerd. A, literally, a controller is a bunch of hotkeys. Like, that's just what it is. Bunch of hockey's put together. But I'll play it on controller so that me and Sarah can play couch co-op, which why don't more games do couch co-op? And I'm not gonna get into this whole thing. TMNT Shredder's uh, Revenge, my my runner-up game of the year last year. The I am able to play this game for 20 hours because I can play with Sarah. If I tried to do this and just question yeah. Does she have a dupe of your character? Does no. she make her own character? She has her own character. What, what happens to that character when, can you, like, how does that, that work? How does the loot pool work in this looter? You get double loot. Double loot. So if Is you this your game some... of the year? I'm just going to come right out and ask you. The gameplay is so satisfying. Mm -hmm. The fact that I get to go from my druid self and smack someone as a bear in werebear form and then you like do like the hulk smash and you pound the ground and the slag tights i don't know which one's up and which one's down shoot out of the floor it's so satisfying and it reminds me of the way that you described god of war where it's like crunchy and like visceral it's so so good the combat's fantastic the bosses are just enough they're enough that they keep me interested because it's it's a mash bashy game everyone knows it but the bosses take just long enough that it's fun and still uh but it doesn't get repetitive it's so good exploring the world feels fantastic the shifts in environment keep the world feeling like new and fresh even though it's a relatively it's not a small map, but it looks like a small map while you're looking at the map. They do a fantastic job of um, like making the world feel immersive, and it is so good. Currently, it is my game of the year, and it's not close. Not even a little bit. And the only thing I think can keep Diablo from winning... Starfield? ...is Final Fantasy sixteen. Wow. And the only reason it will the only reason I could think it would get it is because it would have more story to it. Interesting, man. Potential, but realistically I think the only thing that could really beat it would be Starfield. And Starfield would need to be ungodly good. And yeah, I we'll talk about our predictions for the Xbox showcase to finish yeah. out the show here. Um, interesting, very, very interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the life to devote to Diablo. I'd like to. <laughs> Seems fun. Part of the part of the zeitgeist right now. I just, I just, I just don't. There are not enough hours in the day. No, 
and there's not it's so awesome though it is fantastic highly recommend it if you are on the maybe fence, when they do a I... dlc game of the year first big content drop i'll jump in definitely are we are we doing the playstation one yeah so let's let's so our main topic this week it's really one article that i kind of want to spin a discussion off of here right so, uh, following the Sony showcase last week, and I mm-hmm. have had some more time to kind of distill my thoughts on this. The only Sony PlayStation exclusive game mm-hmm. that they showed with gameplay, other than Spider Man Two, was something called Hell Divers Two. And I rewatched all the trailers. Man, this and and they nailed it they fucking nailed it because i was watching the trailer and immediately i was like oh this is a starship troopers game just from how the whole funny do you know the trailer i'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah where like that is starship troopers even the way the text came on the screen have you ever seen starship troopers Matt? because you're looking at me like i've it's not space balls right no that's not the same movie. The cut that out. The no, Bobby, no, I that's never. a clip. <laughs> okay, so here is here is Starship Troopers, and actually, it's funny because it ties in. You know that the, there's all that hubbub on the Face Clan girl Van Dean right now. Yeah, her dad is the lead in Starship Troopers. So Starship Troopers is like a mid to late '90s uh, space sci-fi movie with. Uh, FaZe Clan girl's dad, Neil Patrick Harris, and Denise Richards, all about fighting space bugs. And there's like this proto-fascist uh, message underneath. Uh, but nobody really cares about that. And it's more like an awesome movie where people are just shooting space bugs the whole time. And Helldivers 2 is that in game form. I'm surprised Starship Troopers hasn't had more games, by the way. Like, more high-quality games, because it's such a rich property to mine. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm so... I'm glad you enjoyed it. This is not the game that I was looking for. for the No, none of these games show. were the games no. I was looking for. So let's let's talk about that. Because immediately, or very soon after the showcase uh, happened, Naughty Dog released a tweet. Yes. And I will read the tweet. I know you're not a big fan of this, but the, the tweet says, To Last of Us fans, we know how many of you have been looking forward to hearing more about our Last of Us multiplayer game. We're incredibly proud of the job our studio has done th- thus far. But development has continued. But as development has continued, we realize what is best for the game is to give it more time. Our team will continue to work on the project as well as our other games in development, including a brand new single player experience. We look forward to sharing more soon. We're grateful. Ba 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 ba. Great, 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 great. Nobody cares anything about anything they just said except for new. Well, IP. so here's so here's the thing. So okay, we didn't see factions ending these more times. So they released that statement, and then Jason Schreier releases a port that factions is in trouble. That mm-hmm. factions is in turmoil. They're scaling down the team working on it. They're reassessing it. They might even cancel it. And yep. then time goes on. And then Tassie, our boy Paul Tassie over at Forbes released this story and i think this headline if this is true is so indicative of what we saw at the press conference and so uh telling of this underlying rot industry-wide right now and essentially what paul tessie writes in this article link it down below you guys go read on forbes is that bungie was brought in to review every single game that was going out at this showcase that was a playstation first party Factions didn't make the cut. Uh, was it Concord? And I forget that the other game, uh, Fair Games, did make the cut. And that all three were supposed to be live service. Right? You got a live service. You got a multiplayer thing. You've got Bungie. It makes sense that you would bring them in as kind of consulting and counsel. But, yep. number one, the fact the fact that, that Bungie, Bungie, like... Naughty Dog and Bungie, I would say, are on equal levels of prestige, industry-wide. Like, they've both earned their stripes. Yes. So can you imagine being Naughty Dog, greatest game of all time, Last of Us, big blockbuster action, Uncharted, and having fucking the Halo guy come in and be like, yeah, this isn't good enough to show. I can only imagine 
the amount of dr- fist-shaped holes in the drywall because that would be that would be me. I mean, no. Nope. So you're <laughs> under the impression that there's no way that Naughty Dog could just not have had this ready. I think if it was any other studio than Bungie assessing it, yes. I think if Gorilla, who makes Horizon, said, hey, you yeah. guys aren't ready for factions, okay, that makes sense. You guys are a first party, very similar storytelling tactics, but Fair Games, live service. Concord, live service. What is Bungie really good at? Live service. What has Naughty Dog never made in their fucking life? A live service game. A live service game. Not everything has to be a live service. And I understand that this is the gamble right now, that you're going to throw nine projects at the wall, and if one of them hit, the death of the other eight, completely worth it. Yes? Yes. Okay. But in doing so, you are completely diluting what the game is. Do you remember in the mid-2000s where every game had attacked on multiplayer mode? Like we had fucking Bioshock multiplayer. Yeah. Right? Metroid Prime 2 multiplayer. Right, right. Yeah. The thing here is Last of Us Factions and the original Last of Us was a fantastic multiplayer mode. Mm -hmm. But it would have never been a good live service. If you gave us a bigger, more flushed-out version of that original multiplayer mode, which was just Team Deathmatch, Capture the Flight, that kind of shit, but with Last of Us combat, hiding, trap, like... Yeah. Pete, like, that's what makes Last of Us great, especially Part 2 that you're playing right now, or have been dabbling with, that, like, the enemy AI is really good. Yeah. Replace that with a human. You know what I mean? Like, even better. But because it wasn't a live service, it is now in trouble. So here is what I'm saying, that much like how I think Game Pass is bad for the industry, I think this move towards the financial model of live service is creatively hurting otherwise good opportunities, right? Does that make sense? Because I, I think you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, and you're seeing that it doesn't fucking work, and in doing so, if you had just scaled the project back down and distilled it to what it would be so great at... You'd be awesome. Now, there are certain Sony games that make sense as a live service. A Horizon MMORPG? Hey, man, that is that is a much more digestible way to take shots at Monster Hunter. Right? A live service kill zone or resistance that's kind of like a Destiny model? Hey, man, that that I can connect those dots. The main advantage of having a live service game? Money. Exactly. With all of their main IP taking so long to develop, what was the big thing that came out of the Microsoft ABK acquisition is Sony saying that it's third party and not their first party IP that keep them afloat to allow them to put out these first party IP. Yeah, totally. Live service is the ultimate way to do that with leveraging your own first party IP. You get Last of Us live service so that you can fund the next Last of Us game that comes out. So I but see here, why but here doing is it. here is my fear though with that because at what point do you lose cheapen that? Yeah. Cheapen the IP. Yeah. And sort of lose your identity as a overall brand because it's like then you'll have like People who love The Last of Us love The Last of Us for a very specific and common group of reasons. Story, gameplay, nobody loves The Last of Us because of the, man, I wish I had a, you know, purple armor set that made my number in the corner of the screen grow up. You know what I mean? That's not what it is. Yeah, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't need to be that. Like, it doesn't need to be um destiny to be live service like Apex but it, but, Legend, but it does it does but it does well hold on it does because what is the most successful live service right now destiny in terms of the mmorpg world apex oh. fortnite in terms of the battle royale they're different games but the games that are alike have a very similar format whether it's battle pass loot yeah, boxes a- right agreed how do you fucking monetize the last of us like that? Different skins? Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. 
But it, that's all. It, I, that's what Fortnite does. Like it's just different skins. I have a deep un un un. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm very. I'm. I'm wearing my fear on my sleeve here. That I think this like. Last of Us Three, Last of Us Factions has the potential to be a Godfather Three nosedive and completely be a black sheep series, right? And granted, like people are not oh like people are always taking shots at Naughty Dog, right? Like they want to take out number one. They leaked Last of Us Two, and I, I definitely think that hurt the overall game, the the hubbub when that you know was going on like a day before release. Yep. Um. People want to take a shot. I, I just, but I also think that I'm very, um, and the fact that we didn't see any other fucking games. Here is where I'm at with Sony because we got to, okay. I think, want to move on here. Bring it in. On a fiscal level, Sony is at a crossroads right now where they either say we go full bore into the future. Mm-hmm evolve what we are known for in terms of large-scale storytelling and spin off and leapfrog different brands off of that we start getting into ancillary product verticals with q light with going deeper on psvr2 and it kind of takes you from being really good and i would argue the best at one thing to being Mm -hmm. fine at a lot of things Mm -hmm. it might be financially good but i don't know if that is product good if that makes sense i don't know if that will yield a better more high quality product in the end i agree i think the issue that we're seeing is that in order to put out those high quality high dollar value products you need something else it's no longer can game studios survive on we can release this game every two to three years and keep ourselves afloat it's we need eight to ten years for a new game make a live service make things that are cheap easy revenue generating and plow through it what i think is interesting and i wanted to get your opinion on it because i you weren't on the podcast when i brought this up last time is it seems like like sony Sony. with the addition addition of live service and these ancillary products the the Q Light, the PSVR 2, all of the additionals to go along with your PlayStation. And I think we're going to get a pro this generation 100%. from them. I think from both from both manufacturers will. Do you think that we are now past the seven to ten year lifespan of a console? Yes. I think we're over the horizon. I think we're yep. we are we are in you know, you're still seven to ten with that three and a half to four year refresh. Yep, I, I totally agree. I th- I I think we we Matt, you and I, and we're not that old. Like neither of us is even thirty yet, right? Like, nope. Our generation is the last generation of kids who will understand gaming as single transaction based. Where also. you bought your game, you played it, and maybe even if it was a multiplayer game like Halo Three back in the day. Uh, That's where it ended. Yeah. Right? Kids today are growing up and being conditioned as consumers that you, A, don't have to pay for games because "Ah, why would I pay for a game? Because they don't understand the value of money. Uh, And B, that if you don't pay for a game or if you pay a nominal fee for a game up front that you are just on this drug treadmill of skins and emotes constantly yep i 100 percent agree so i got two questions for you Mm -hmm. one what do you think the lifespan of ps5 is i think we see i think i think we see a pro within the next year and a half so i mean again matt we're in 23 going into almost we're almost halfway through the year like yeah i know because of covid and shit like ps5 come this September or fall. We're at the we'll, midway point. We're at the midway if point. This, it's, cra- it's crazy a, to think about. No, but what I'm saying is I think it's going to be longer. Like, I think we're going to get another three to five years of this before no. we get, like, an, an additional three to five years. No, no, no. I th- I think by 
I think by 26, you start hearing rumblings of PS6. I think that's short of the short of the like and the economy is going to be a big factor of this because the economy yeah. prolonged the PS3 generation artificially. Yep. I think by tw- by by 26 we see. The and the biggest piece that I wanted to get across to you is with the Q with the PSVR2 with them focusing on live service and now them making the push for um cloud gaming and making PS Plus a thing now and fully going into it it seems like they're building an ecosystem of a playstation lifestyle where you can get and to your point of we're no longer a single focus company we do everything it seems like they are building a you experience games sony no matter how you want to play them you want vr they're sony games you want handheld Sony games. You want the best console experience Sony games. We got lot. It, it seems like they're building you in to dig down, bunk, tape yourself to your chair, and you're Sony for life because they need, like, they need you but involved see, but in the see, live service. Games. Yes, but but here's my point. They don't need to do any of that with their coveted first party shit if they, they are can't put it out fair enough fast enough they can't do it and they'll never be able to do it they need you there for the live service games they need you there for the multiplayer games and i think they're building a there's no reason for you not to pick up your playstation 5 we got handheld we got vr we got the premier console experience we have playstation uh playstation plus now and then we have um, every live service game you can imagine, all your favorite IPs. We got multiplayer, we got live service. And when the main IP come out, they come out. And they're gonna be every six to eight years. And you're gonna get one per console per IP. Hmm. This is the last days of the Alamo, Matt. It is the last days of the Alamo. And speaking of the last days this is the last few days that we will exist in 2023 without knowing what was on the xbox bethesda showcase yeah yeah because by the time we record next week we'll uh, be reacting to it yeah yeah. so xbox is doing a showcase um the 11th next sunday yep so which i love which i love do them on weekends stop doing them in the middle of the day on the weekday who are you do you not have a job how am i supposed to watch this how am I supposed to watch this at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon? Fair enough. Um, here's what I'll say. I think, and we'll go back and forth. I think we each have about five predictions here. Yep. Yep. Um, and we can kind of cross off because I see some like overlapping ones. Definitely overlap. Um, I think this is going to be materially fine. Like, I think the games that they're going to show are going to be fine. But I think because they are going to have an Xbox Studios fucking work premiere, yep. People are going to this is go. I'm going to be the dunk fest of all dunk fests. <laughs> I'm getting ready. I just I know it. Even if it's not like some like even if all these games release like Redfall, which most of them probably will. The 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 hype behind this Redfall still released. Yeah. Oh, there's. There's Listen, you. it's out there. It's out there. All right, my prediction number one is we round up the show here. I think Gears of the Show, Gears Six opens the show, and I think people are just like, "Oh, there's that thing that we like." Yep. Um, I don't think it opens the show, and I think we get Gears. I think they reboot it. No, there's there's a third chapter to that second trilogy. They got to finish out that story. I don't think it's, it's a been, reboot yet. It's been so long though. Motherfuckers like Gears, man. I won't write what I'm, I wrote a lot of. You did. Hey, you, did. you added a lot. You added a lot. But did you? Have, you didn't have Gears on your scorecard, did you? I did. I did. Do you think they show it at all, or that it's not yes. at the showcase at all? No, I think I think they show it. I was. I'm a big proponent of. I think I wanted it. I want it to be a reboot more than I think it's going to be a reboot. But I think it's definitely going to be there. I don't think it's going to open the show. What I think is going to open the show and. 
what you also have on your list is I think they're opening the show with Perfect Dark, and I think it launches in um, by the end of the year. Well, see what I read if you read my list, Matt. My thing is, I don't, don't think at all. Hellblade and Perfect Dark are shown at all. I think zero mention. Zero Hellblade men. I'm fine with. They've shown us so much of Hellblade. I don't need any more of it. It's not coming out until next year. I don't care. Don't show it again. I'm I, I don't think. I think Perfect Dark is in, was in such trouble. They they sold it to, uh, or they called in Crystal Dynamics album. I think Perfect Dark is in deep deep shit. Yeah, which I don't understand why. Like it shouldn't be that difficult. No, it is Perfect Xbox. Dark. So, like um, it shouldn't be. But where I think we cross over though. Yeah, is uh, hey, I I mean they've guaranteed the fable thing. I th- I think fable slots it for your perfect dark prediction. I think they show it. I think it's before the end of the year. If the, if we get fable before the end of the year, that's my game of the year prediction. I'll see you in three days. I'll beat the entire game in one thing. I love the fable franchise and would die if this showed up if this shows up i'm coming on this podcast on sunday and if they say it's coming in 2023 i'm coming on this podcast on sunday and saying playstation is ruined it's gone might as well sell off the ip unneeded it's no longer needed (laughs) yeah why would you ever get a playstation you have fable and keep in mind i I completely forget about it as i play final fantasy 16 yeah i i don't know i don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think so you want to do another common one. I th- I think we both had on the list here, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. I think that closes the show. I think the the movie just came out and tanked. In it, that movie was in theaters for like seven hours total yep. before they yanked that. Poor yep. Harrison Ford. Leave that man alone. Enough with the fucking Star Wars and Indiana Jones stuff. I guess. Yeah. I the Indiana Jones game. Somebody likes it. Like somebody wants that it's, to be look, a game. They have. The, the, if there was ever a opportunity for them to have an Uncharted killer, I mean, Indiana fucking Uncharted is an Indiana Jones game yeah. in everything but name, right? Yeah. Um, I also think that Chris Pratt is the voice of Indiana Jones. <laughs> I, he better not be. I don't need him to be Indiana Jones. I think you're completely wrong, and I think they're going to bring back Harrison Ford. Like I think he's for the game. Yeah, I think they're going to do it. It's the only way you can do it. But is it like, young indie? Is it old indie? Is it? I, I want it. It's either there. All right, I take it back. They're not going to have him be Indiana Jones. He's going to be some other character that gets a lot of voice lines, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh my god, that's Harrison Ford!" Like he's the Sully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Chris Pratt was always my pick for Nathan Drake, number one. I know you don't like Chris Pratt, but Chris Pratt is Nathan Drake. Tom Holland isn't. I stand by that. The Uncharted movie should have been Michael Bay directing, Chris Pratt is Nathan Drake, and Brian Cranston is Sully. You're welcome. Let the internet have its fun with that one. Yeah. It's too little too late, Bobby. But... Uh, what else we got here? Can I go off my uh, double fine one? Yeah, do it. I th- I think because he's so hot right now, he's gonna, he's in he was in Mario, he's in the uh, Borderlands movie. I think Double Fine shows up their next game. It's Brutal Legend two. Jack Black is there somehow at the showcase. I would love that. I, I love, love Brutal that. Legend. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm 100 percent here for that. I don't think that's what they're gonna show. Um, I don't. I don't think we're gonna get too many big ticket new things we haven't seen like i think the new things we're gonna see are gonna be straight to game pass games that they're like this 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 all on game pass every month for the next foam stars that was a sony thing don't you dare bring foam stars energy into this into this xbox showcase prediction don't you dare tell me that but also i forgot to mention this to you the absolute dunk fest that was after the PlayStation Showcase. Yeah, yeah, Xbox I know. I was there. The tweet I was there. Saying coming to Xbox on all Xbox marketing. That's just every game Sony announced. Every so game. overall bang of a show. Oh, so you. So yeah, go for your. What do you think is going to close the show? Because I, I, I firmly believe it's Indiana Jones, predicated think, solely okay. on the movie. Yeah, I think Avowed closes the show. I think we need to see more of Avowed, and I think it's a sleeper IP for Xbox. 
I think it's one that no one's really talking about. There's too much focus on Starfield right now. I think it's going to be an amazing 10 out of 10 game. And they're going to close the show with it. And they're going to convince everyone it's going to be a 10 out of 10 game. But then it'll release. Uh, yes. I, <laughs> IP wise, I think it's going to be a fantastic showcase. But there's going to be the sentiment from Phil Spencer either talking himself into a hole. He's the most self-deprecating, like, head of, like, announcement person I've ever seen in my entire life. That, uh, him on boy. the X-Cast was so sad. I was like, were, did someone do a wellness check on Phil Spencer? But he's gonna somehow, throughout this showcase, be like, yeah, but none of this matters unless we give you actual games. And I'm like, yeah, we know. Don't say that during the showcase. I don't want to hear that during the showcase. And then we are going to get punched in the mouth with the greatest Starfield content ever. And it's going to take this showcase from a 7.5 to like an 8.59 because we're going to see see such good things from the Starfield presentation after. And it's going to build too much hype for anyone to withstand. And it's going to go down as the greatest showcase of all time. At uh, like 8.5. The greatest 8.5 showcase of all time. Yeah, I can't wait to make my coffee one week from today and just... You you Xbox people, you tried. You tried to get me. You missed. Listen, listen, just because my bird missed doesn't mean... So here's my question. What if the... What if the showcase? Because we had the same hype before the show needs showcase. Oh my god, they can show Ghost of Shima. Oh my god, they can do this. Um, what if it sucks? My what? expectations are low for Xbox. See, Xbox has been building on this for three years now. We know it's gonna be bad. <laughs> like, there's nothing good. Is we're gonna get a bunch of release dates for? What do I really think is gonna happen? We're gonna get uh, some random game that nobody cares about is going to release in the fourth quarter of 2023 because Phil Spencer's big on, we release the game every quarter. One of them's high five rush. And then we're going to get a bunch of 2024 and then they're not going to show elder scroll six. Oh no, that there's let me tell you something. It's coming up on 2025. You told me in 2017, it would be out by 2025. We're getting there. Where is the game? Matt, if they show Elder Scrolls 6, do you understand how much they do not believe in Starfield if they show Elder Scrolls 6? (laughs) Do you you understand? I know. I know they can't. If behind closed door, they are looking at Starfield, playing Starfield, and understand and then their hail mary is what if we show them a fucking plant in uh skyrim <laughs> if they release sky if this they is sh- if know. they show elder school six man that that to me spells doom for, for starfield, starfield. I, listen i'm not saying that i expect to see it it's just it's been seven years it's been seven years I need more than Elder Scrolls 6 over a forest. That's all we've received. Just why did you even tell me about it? Why did you even tell me about it? Because they were in trouble and scared. Why would you tell me about it in 2017? They're like, the Xbox One. Want a game for it? No, you don't. Fuck you. (laughs) The Xbox Series X, which you don't know about yet, is going to have this game maybe. But I think I'm bring it in for a landing, Matt. I can't. I can't stand this anymore. Overall, I think the showcase is going to go really well, and then Starfield's presentation is going to blow it out of the water, and it's going to seem very good compared to Sony's. But I want people to stop doing that before I bring it into a landing. We need to stop comparing the Xbox showcase to the Sony showcase to the Nintendo showcase, and what we need to do is hold them accountable for bad showcases. Sony people should not be defending the showcase that we just received from them. Are you shocked at how critical I'm being of it? Yes, and I appreciate it. We need to stop doing that because it's all it's doing is allowing them to keep doing these showcases. 
if you don't have anything to show me, don't do a showcase. We're done. Just don't do them anymore. Wait two years. We're playing the games you have out anyway. Stop showing me bad games in a showcase or unfinished products or hyper-realistic versions of games that you're going to produce, Redfall. Just stop doing them and let's make them slow down on the showcase that we don't need one every quarter because we don't. We need one every year at E3. Give me your best stuff and that's it. 30 minutes at E3. Save E3. Future of E3 is eSports. The... I'd like, I'd like to bring it in for a landing here, folks. If you like what you heard, you want to hear more. Throw a bird at it. Yeah. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, give us a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you consume this podcast content. Subscribe here on YouTube. Leave us a comment down below what you think will be the release date for Elder Scrolls Six. Until next time. Happy gaming.